0: how long gone tiny desk concert is here
1: unfortunately Jason and i are not decked out in our best gallery department fits uh the fendi collaboration uh is stuck you can blame dhl for that we still look pretty cool though
0: yeah sometimes the dhl tracking is not exactly what it says on my macbook it's kind of fucked up but i'm losing trust with dhl
1: yeah that sucks doesn't it bro because
0: i'm going out of town in a couple days it's (laughs) tough
1: uh it, it really be tough though um how you feeling over there? Jason is fresh off some rehab at the at the Undefeated Gym in Silver Lake, California. He posted a video of his knee being electrically shocked and his his very weak and frail quad um getting a lot of a lot of screen time for for a quad that thin. I maybe would have backed off the screen time, but we're not all the same.
0: Well, actually, shout out to my new physical therapist, Bill. Bill was letting me know that during some of my isolated movements, that my quad was indeed looking, in fact, beast mode, Chris. So,
1: oh, that's good. Okay, well, maybe you just don't know your own angles, which is a, another problem. But we can discuss <laughs> that later. But if Bill, if Bill says your quads are on swole, then by golly, they're on swole. brawl leak is what he said to quote. Yeah, him. I mean, I think he ha- I think he has and, to say you know, that. I trust,
0: I, I trust you a lot, but I trust him as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just met this man. You trust him more than me.
0: Not, not more. Just it's just different. You don't. You would. You wouldn't. Okay. Understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, I, but more importantly, I, I'm more concerned with your healing because I need you to be able to laterally move on the court. So give us a give us a report. Not a long one, but just a little report would be great.
0: Yeah. Basically, he said that after after a thorough assessment of my brolic knee, he told me that. <laughs> Uh, he said that it is confirmed a a light meniscus tear, but it's not some it's not something that uh, hopefully um, needs surgery. Uh, luckily, he, he said it's something that can be yeah you know pr- pretty much you know repaired where the pain level is is brought down to zero with with the proper movements and exercises and i have a whole bunch of new new moves to do
1: he looked you up and down he, he checked he did the full examination of the patient he said sir you are it is looking like you are bitch made and <laughs> we we are going to be able to repair that and get you back to get you back to the zone you need to be in so how many sessions are we looking at cuz you're you know you're taking off soon but he gave you some homework?
0: He gave me some homework. Yeah, there's there's some bands. He did, he did this thing where it looks like a giant like blood pressure monitor type thing where it, it like does the suction yeah. uh removes all the So basically that wraps around my my upper thigh and basically kind of like cuts off the blood flow at the artery level for my entire leg and then from there I do these like very like um, I guess kind of like isolated exercises and movements, and it's all stuff that luckily I, I can do at home and stuff that I've actually already been doing just from my YouTube googling around. I just don't happen to have this of course Lebron level piece of expensive equipment to to do that, but I can I can kind of get there with my with my Rogue Fitness floss bands. You know, it's better than nothing.
1: Thank God he's on the road. He's on the road to recovery, but I mean, I'm I, I'm glad to hear that. But we need to talk about. Um, penises and nirvana
0: i blame dave girl for this none of this would happen if you didn't turn into a dork over the years aging like a fine las yadas wine into into the the bitch-ass dork that he is now
1: i think that's i think you might be right but this guy is suing for he's suing so the nirvana baby is suing for sexual exploitation which i feel like no one has sexually exploited this like, I feel like the, I feel like that him. Yeah, we don't
0: know that. There's, there's certain Reddit subreddits where you can get a little action on. Well, it.
1: look, I'm, I mean, if you don't, you know, if you don't jerk off while listening to Unplugged, you know, you're different than me. <laughs> but I, I think, I think that the, what I'm saying is, I think it's like, He's he's basically like sexualizing a baby photo of himself for money is what it feels like. I don't. I think the, the the general population never thought that way until some until he said it himself is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? I like, do. Of course, I know exactly outliers. what
0: you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And somebody is going to be sexually aroused by any type of graphic image, um, you know, the nude human form or not, mm. you know, some type of furry situation some people get of course you know aroused by you know a nice looking vintage bmw stick shift gearbox you know the the list goes on Mm -hmm. but so, so are you saying or are you hypothesizing that this is simply a money grab and he's just like well i was really famous my whole entire childhood nobody knew who i was you know, I'm this legendary person and everyone's making money except people, for me. People
1: knew who he was, bro. He was. Was he getting stopped at the REI? Bro, he was fucking Shepard, one of Shepard Fairy's like assistants, interns. So that's nepotism. Yeah, this guy was obeying giants, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But he's only suing. He's like suing. He's like a minimum of like a hundred grand. Like. Bro, aim high, like sue for 20 million and make him settle for three, you know, like Nirvana. Also, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he probably is like a van life guy who loves skateboarding. So like $3 million, <laughs> he could actually live on that for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you camp everywhere, it's cheap to live. It's cheap to live. I think. Yeah. He the, make-
0: the initial sprinter van conversion fee is nothing to sneeze at but once you get that you're just living off of go macros
1: and you know that's about it right yeah i mean it's no problem to you're, you're
0: paying like you know camp campsite fees and you of know, course
1: small fees and the you know the fl- rv maintenance exactly the flushing of the toilets is is something that's unfortunately not great but you can do it yourself you know and save a little cash
0: yeah just just like the uh the dave matthews band tour bus driver i think he did it himself as well and he caught a lawsuit for several hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think is what he had to do. Did,
1: did you see that? Yeah, but Dave's a big shitter. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I, I, <laughs> but don't, I
0: don't think Dave is the one that gets popped for that.
1: No, Dave, bro. Dave's on the jet. Dave ain't on the bus. If he's doing it right. If well, this, I'm yeah, doing yeah, this was a
0: long time ago for listeners who, at home who don't know the story. There's a, there's a, I think there's a Wikipedia entry for it. It's like this annals of music history legend where they were driving the big, you know, tour bus d- through downtown Chicago like on the loop with all the boats and
1: bridges and all that stuff. I love when you get in your little Chicago bag. Shout out to Virgil.
0: Shout out to Virgil and, and all those guys over there. Ben, even Ben Edgar. You know everyone. All the team at Alinea, You guys rule. I'll let Ben Edgar catch a little Chicago stray. Grand Rapids is definitely in the motherfucking building as well. But but he you already know the, the driver of Dave Matthews tour bus for some reason felt that that moment was the time when he was literally driving the van. Over a bridge to dump the, uh, the the sewage system of their tour van, which then proceeded to pour I got whatever you know dozens of or hundreds of gallons of human waste onto <laughs> the heads of boat users below who are having a little Sunday Sunday brunch stroll. So sick, and they ended up tr- popping them and suing them and he had to pay. Hundreds of thousands of
1: dollars, I think. Oh, bro, that guy doesn't. That guy doesn't. He was on meth anyway, bro. All these bus <laughs> drivers are. He doesn't care. He was hopped up he on was on some black black beauties. He was hopped up on methamphetamine, deep dish pizza, and a and a <laughs> latte from the Intelligentsia over there in, in uh in Chicago. They have a they have a teaching center.
0: Yeah, but that's every person in Chicago, so it's no excuse.
1: That's a good point. Everybody in in on those city limits has hopped up on deep dish <laughs> methamphetamines. Nothing goes together quite like a nice bag of ice and some and some uh, deep dish cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold the pepperoni. Um no no we're not doing Print Street style on this side. But I did <laughs> speaking of food news, I was I was uh with Mm -hmm. my friends at the illustrious mass books earlier, and we were talking about East village gossip. And I I know you probably heard that, that superiority burger took over Odessa, the famous diner, but Mm -hmm. I, I didn't Mm -hmm. know they're not, they're not changing the interior at all. That's the way it should be. I agree. I I agree. I'm just so happy. I love superiority burger. I love that that space is not being turned into a, you know, a new taco bell concept by Lil Nas X. It's going to (laughs) stay, (laughs) <laughs> it's going to stay an, a beautiful neighborhood institution and, and you can sit down and enjoy your burnt broccoli salad like a normal human instead of having to eat it on a curb or walk at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very, I'm just pleased with that development. I didn't, I knew about the, the, the least takeover, but I did not realize that they were going to keep the interior, mm-hmm. uh, original, which I just think is a, is a nice, smart move. This
0: is big for the food community.
1: Very happy to hear that. But yeah, it's, it's another fucking scorcher in New York. Oh, damn. Today, Jason's. It's hot as hell. How are you
0: keeping cool in the Big Apple?
1: I mean, unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, I ran to uh, a friend of the show, Ricky Sayas, earlier. He was wearing some beautiful uh, summer weight pants with a nice, you know, heeled boot and a white t shirt. And I was wearing, um, you know, shorts, a t shirt, and Birkenstocks. Mm -hmm. And I said, King, how do you do it? And he looked at me dead in the eye and he said, To be honest with you, I'm pretty uncomfortable (laughs) with, and that (laughs) and that that sums it up to me. I'm I'm just you know you can't. There's not much you can do if you're if you're trying to get a fit off Godspeed, but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it Ivy Sport as I always do till I'm six feet under, Jason.
0: Yeah, at a a certain point, it's you know the heat level hits hits a point where you're unable to maintain your effortlessly chic and cool persona. Exactly. You know, with your with your with your Cuban heel, at a certain point, it's diminishing returns, and it doesn't matter how amazing mm-hmm. the the fit is if you have a, the gas face going on, and you know you're you're dripping sweat, just like the the person who wet themselves. On, uh, on the penultimate milk crate. He looked cool, calm, and
1: collected, but I think he had just started his journey. Give him 10 minutes and that motherfucker's gonna need a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard out here, but luckily I'm staying cool with an abrasso iced coffee. Um, I, you oh. know, I, I'm just, I
0: heard that that place only has, um, regular milk. Is that true? They don't do any alternatives, just half and half only.
1: I, I actually, um, today I'm instituting a ban on milk talk. Uh, on this podcast we've it's been it has reached the pinnacle and we are no longer talking about milk i would even i would even say i don't want to talk about cows okay so this is milk this is milk free this is a milk free zone okay no i mean i'm i'm cool with that i'm cool post milk on how long gone
0: mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of the cadence of our release schedule we were talking about this on yesterday's episode of like why do you guys release so many podcasts and blah 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 and that's that's one beauty of it is if if this milk discourse arrived and we were only a weekly podcast, Ugh, what's you know, the point? by the time by the time we get to it, it's already going to be old news. So we're able to hit it not hours, but but seconds or minutes after it seconds, has happened, seconds. and then we, we we report on it with our pinpoint accuracy and then we move on to the next
1: news of the day a small a small new child we wait a week we wait a week and and you know we're talking about milk instead of nirvana dick or chrissy teigen does something controversial i mean we can't mm-hmm. we we can't put this behind a paywall and we have to move really fast jason it's kind of like a, it's a sprint not to use graphic designer talk. Yeah. Uh but um we do have a guest today, Jason, a a legend in the game like Pee Wee Kirkland.
0: That's right. Friend of the show, Eric Wareheim known him for for a while now we we bonded earlier in our lives over height tall tall bro energy um you know we both come from from similar backgrounds you know growing up in the in the hardcore straight edgy kind of vibe scene obviously he's known for all of his comedic tv shows and movies tim and eric we had tim heidecker on A few months ago, and now he has his own wine company. He was on Master of None with friend of the show, Aziz Ansari famously in a small Fiat Italian vehicle and that he couldn't get out of a small <laughs> alleyway, and I want to talk to him about that as I, uh, I'm i just days away from my trip to Roma. Oh, good point. We're and gonna get- he, more importantly, he has a brand new cookbook out, and we we're were we going to get into that as well.
1: Let's go, baby. I can't wait to hear his guide to Italy for TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little out of your price range, but it's still good to
0: hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you my Amalfi uh for yeah, there's yeah. i have two criteria needed a lot of headroom high ceilings and all the restaurants have to have a one dollar sign uh next to them on the trip advisor please yeah, i'll crazy. do two for a special occasion but if we're not going to dip into the threes and fours
1: smart smart well I'll, I'll make sure to brief him on that before he gets into it let's give him a, a buzz mm-hmm you got the beats working, thank God,
0: Eric. What's up? Are you are you ready to go? You, no, you I'm need good. a minute?
2: It's just I can't believe I have I have all this technology at home yet. It still takes me five minutes to connect my goddamn earbuds to like my computer.
0: It's tough. No, we're, it's the same way. Once I think once your once your AirPods are like used used to only being for the phone, and then when you switch it over to the, to the computer, and you got Spotify open or something like that, or yeah. It just gets so screwy, but we're here now.
1: That's interesting that you guys are you guys are poor because I have one <laughs> I have one set of oh. AirPods for my computer and one set for my phone to prevent this exact incense from from having something to think about yeah
0: he, he has the Air- airpod first generation though which is kind of like uh, you know it kind of evens out in the wash chris
1: i see what you mean i see what you mean my ears are perfectly shaped and yours are a little funny so you have to get the ones with more suction but that's that's enough that's for another podcast <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys are just you, are you guys are recording the audio and then at a later date you will upload it is that the, the way you guys do it or is it live right now?
0: No, we're we're recording it all, and then I will edit the episode all together meticulously over hours and hours, and then it will be uploaded Great. in just uh just a maybe a day or two.
2: I say a lot of insensitive stuff that we might have to. Um... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just
0: welcome to the club, brother. I'm just welcome kidding. to the club. If if you let anything spray that ended up being you know, a little questionable, just let me know, uh, you know, send over a spreadsheet and I'll make sure to remove it all. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to be because it was offensive or something like that. it yeah, yeah. just be like, Oh, I wasn't supposed to divulge, like, yeah, that, yeah. you know, cool. something about a TV show that's not out yet or something.
1: Do you know how many times this guy saved my life, Eric? It's unbelievable. I would be, <laughs> I, I would, I would be, I would be off to a to an island if it wasn't for Jason's uh, quick, quick edits. Of, uh, of course, edits. Eric,
0: there is a small processing fee, you <laughs> know, but that, that's not anything I can do about.
2: Yeah, I need to buy like a bulk, like ten edits for a hundred bucks, 15 <laughs> edits for one. <150.
0: laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you've been on the you've been on my website. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a package deal. It, you end up actually saving a little bit of money if you do the 12 pack.
2: Why are we wasting all this gold on this chit chat? We should be recording this. We we are.
0: This is the podcast. It's oh. already happening. <laughs> don't you don't you worry. Don't you worry. So where where are you uh where are you zooming in from, Eric?
2: I'm in Los Angeles right now at my home.
0: Okay, so you're at the crib. You were you were just traveling recently, or is that is that a TBT?
1: Yes. I'm a little upset that you're not in Europe. <laughs> I, I think of you as a guy that's like in Europe. You know what I mean? Like like a lot. I put
2: that energy out there. Well, part of it, most of it's true. I mean, as soon as like Italy and Spain opened up, we got a ticket because they were super cheap. That's not that fun of a story, but, um, you know, (laughs) being there without a lot of the grandma tourists was unbelievable. That's all I wanted to do is like, Walk at walk through Rome at night, Barcelona at night without like a million iPads and it was real. Like (laughs) it really happened.
0: Okay, so when you said the grandmas, you mean like the tourists with the iPads you're not talking about the nonas that teach you how to make a nice pasta.
2: No, no, no. I respect the italianos I'm I'm talking (laughs) about like if my parent you know, my parents were in Rome for the first time, like you know, it's just it's disgusting. Um, those cities like like Venice is just it's fucked. But you know, I'm a I'm a tor I'm a tourist too. I just use a, a phone instead of an iPad.
1: Smart. That's a great yeah, that's a great yeah. decision. It doesn't it doesn't give you away. The fanny pack and the, the sunburn is is not enough yeah. to give you away.
0: <laughs> so Eric, I'm actually going to Rome in in like Three days, or I'm going. I'm going to New York this weekend, and we're just going to post up. And then I think on like right, like the last day of August, we're we're heading over to Rome. It's actually my first time. Oh, really? And you know, Mm -hmm. I need some. I need some tall man tips on how to navigate the city. I know our friend of the show, David Cho. He he had a little bit of a snafu on a on an Italian scooter ride. He got a little road <laughs> rash. Unbelievable! You know, I can't I, I can't be doing that. My body is more of a temple than his. So like, yeah. You know what? Obviously, you know, you know the Fiat stick shift could be an issue for me. You know, walk me through what I need to know.
2: Here's, I mean, this is so, I'm just so happy to talk to you about this because there's not that many tall men that I can relate to, and there's a lot of issues. I mean, obviously the plane seat is a big. <laughs>
1: Let's start, let's start at the beginning. Let's start let's <laughs> start at the beginning. Yeah, the plane seat it's going to be rough. Yeah. Luckily for me
0: as a as a notorious traveling EDM artist, I have been crammed into a an economy plane seat for a Scant 14 hour journey to Sydney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, many times. So I'm, I'm already used to that pain and I kind of like it in a perverted way. So that, that part's chill. They call
1: him bulkhead, bulkhead TJ is what they call him (laughs) when he, when he, when he gets on the plane. So he's, he's he's used to this.
0: Like a can of tinned fish. I'm right at home, (laughs) just right by the bathroom. It's very convenient.
2: I, I mean, I, we could do a whole podcast just in my stories of my economy flights when when women would smash their seats into my knees because they were so frustrated <laughs> that they couldn't recline. Like I'm sure that happened to you too. It's
0: all it takes is one lick on the back of the ear and they they yeah. and we return to the upright position. Take it from me. Well
2: I did this I couldn't believe it was happening. And so I started doing this moan. I go, ow and this is like pre nine 11 So like pre-nine eleven <laughs> you, you could be pretty crazy. I was like, ah. Back in the good old days when
0: you could moan on the
2: plane and nobody,
1: nobody thought. You're subtly telling us that you haven't flown coach since pre 9-11, which I, I appreciate. That's not lost (laughs) on me. That's not lost on me. It's
2: criminal how small those seats were. But yeah, I moaned really loud. And then the flight attendant came and she just was like, what are you doing to this man? And she's, and the, (laughs) the woman started complaining, I need to recline my seat. And, and this, the flight was, like, he can't move anywhere. He literally can't even fit. And you know, and like, I won, and people, people applauded me. It was like a, one of the Damn. greatest moments for a tall guy because we don't get that many, mo- we don't get that many cheers. Thank God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I always, I always say that being tall is, uh, is one handicapped, uh, one handicap that nobody has sympathy for. Yeah. And in fact, they're jealous of it.
2: Yeah. So Rome, I mean, ma- major things in August. You know, you're a very athletic guy, but for me, it's like, it's so freaking hot there, man. You gotta like organize your stuff. You gotta have those like small socks and sneakers. You gotta have those shorts. (laughs) I know you're not afraid to wear shorts. I'm a a short shorts guy Uh (laughs) because it's so disgusting. Literally, walking around the block is disgusting. So,
1: Eric, is there a chance that, that, that our fearless leader could suffer from some chafing if he's not prepared.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> dude! It I I've had, I had to go back to the hotel multiple times in one day just to change my panties and like just refresh because it's it, it's a I like walking around, but. <laughs>
1: But i like no, walking no, no, around
2: i like walking as much as the next guy yeah
0: okay that's a good tip because because over here in cali i'm used to the heat i'm a, I'm a big fan of it in fact but it's more of a dry heat and so you're saying that rome oh yeah not so much of a dry heat it's more no. balmy and, and swamp like
2: it's disgusting i mean i grew up in philly it was pretty humid not like I mean, Rome is very humid. It's literally like a swampland, but that shit hits you hard if you're not ready for it. <laughs> and then there's, you know, it's just like I did the scooter thing as well. The first time I went to Rome, I was like, I got to get a scooter. Sure. And it's, I so don't recommend that. It's really terrible. <laughs> I, I ride motorcycles, but there and scooters okay. and, and their flow is so psycho mm-hmm. to, to drive around. And I had my girlfriend, I was trying to be romantic. So I'm super sweaty and super nervous, (laughs) you know, like, and then I would just, the cool thing about scooters is you can kind of park right in the town square or like a piazza. And then, then I realized Mm -hmm. every time I did that, you get like a $300 ticket because you you can't, (laughs) and you know, they, they just have those cameras. So you come home and you're like, Oh, that was, wasn't that experience wonderful? And like, no, 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 you have 3000 in, in bills. So that's like an important back There uh,
0: and then you adjust the euros to the cash oh, U S yeah. dollars and you know we're going up another seven hundred damn brother. I yeah. want
1: you to be clear with Jason though. Piazza and pizza are two different things. I just want Jason two to make sure things. he's yeah okay okay. I just want to make yeah. sure that's clear for him.
0: I have a I have a Duolingo ready to go. Chris already knew that. Okay, Come on. all right. Sorry, that's sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah, I
0: apologize.
2: It's all good. The other thing I I found very important is as soon as I land in Rome, I go to an electronics shop and I buy a fan. And I live, and my it's, my um <laughs> my wi- wife is so embarrassed because I carry the. I, then I went from from Rome, I went to Tuscany and like some other places, and then to an island in Spain. And I bring this fucking fan because the air conditioning in Europe is so shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they you you have you, ha- you have it on max, but I have this whole technique where I go near the vent, I put up my fan, get the extension cord, and oh. blast that cold air. Like that's the only way I can survive. Okay, so this is like
0: when you live when you when you live in Beechwood, yeah. <laughs> um, and and you the Wi-Fi is a little tough, so you got to get a booster <laughs> signal booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like and that for AC.
2: That's the same concept. I know not everyone is like as sweaty as me, but I'm I'm just a hot blooded guy. You
0: are you are painting a little bit of a narrative. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Many of our listeners are sweaty, so you're you're right at home, brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll send you guys. I'll send you a picture of me on a ferry with the fan, just so you can see how uh, how be- how big it is and how an- annoying I look.
0: <laughs> so you bring you bring the f- the fan on the
1: ferry.
2: Oh, dude, I bring that fan and it doesn't fit in my. It bag. doesn't
1: leave your side. It doesn't. No, leave your no, side. I was look, asking so about important. the packing. Like, how do you how do you include? Does oh. it does it fit in the <laughs> Prada messenger bag or the Ramoa? Like, <laughs> no
2: i almost I almost want to have a little um a little uh, latched little like something I could throw over my shoulder, a little strap for it like a camera oh, <laughs> would, a little that's, strappy that's, pelican yeah, case, yeah, that's
1: nice. that's a good yeah, idea, that's, that's, nice. a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. we could get somebody yeah. to do that for you, yeah,
0: okay, so first things first, before I even get my first espresso, I hit the I hit the radio shack, yeah and get the uh, and get the Bluetooth fan
2: get the, get the bluetooth fan, and then. <laughs> You know, another crazy thing. Everything comes down to sweat with me. It's really disgusting. But you know, when you when you're going to find your your pasta place in the piazza, <laughs> and you're going to have dinner, and it's going to be 110 degrees, and your only options for food are the most heaviest, cheesiest meat <laughs> pasta. You know what I mean? Like there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no summer salad in in Italy. Mm-hmm. It's like you're literally ordering cacio e pepe or carbonara, and you're like. Mm. sweating and you're drinking wine and just prepare yourself for your body just to go through. But once you get there, once you're disgusting and your girls fine with you yeah, being like that, then you can enjoy it. And you're like, Oh, this is awesome. It's like Miami. Like everyone's sweating.
1: She's used used to this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So that, it kind of reminds me like you, like you just said, Miami or when you go to Palm Springs or something like that, when the, when the heat and the humidity is so excruciating, to the point where it really affects everybody, no matter how yes. you know how healthy you are as a person yeah. It, I always think it becomes like a great equalizer that brings everyone together. Like if we're all like dying and suffering from this excruciating heat, then yeah, everyone is a little bit nicer to each other. Truly, everyone like this. The sense of community is like we're all in this together. Like we're all kind of fucked, and like I I kind of like that part.
2: Yeah, it's great. I, the 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 greatest moment of happiness and peace is when I when I was eating. A beautiful dinner with my wife in Italy. And I saw that she was like, I'm sweating. And I was like, yes, we're all equal. You know, like, and then I was like, now we can have a cute walk. You know, do you know Katie Parla? She was hanging out with Joe over in Rome. Yeah.
0: Actually, her and I have been DMing a little bit. He put right. us in touch. She's yeah. like the, she's like the fixer over there.
2: Yeah. She's just knows I would definitely. Definitely try some stuff off that list. You know, just like stumble into a wine bar. But but also, it's your first time in Rome. You gotta hit like the number one thing is this place Raccioli, that uh, it's like a deli that does pastas. That it's just really perfect Roman food.
1: Okay. Can I ask you a question, Eric? Yes. At a certain At a certain point, when do you hit max Italian food? You're enjoying yourself. You're <laughs> drunk. You're having a great time. But after day fifteen of of the cheese and pasta maybe some bread are you craving a burrito do you, do you want yeah. a, a sweet gr- a sweet green like where's your head at yeah <laughs> how long can you run this race
2: i think you're you hit it the nail on the head it's it's 14 days like because there's enough <laughs> pa- different pastas you know some you just get a fish you got to do the bistecca florentina the big steak and then all, all, literally all you crave is spice, especially if you're from like Los Angeles or something, like all you want is Thai, f- light Thai food. You want a taco mm-hmm. and you want a salad. Like, cause there aren't this, you can, you could like trick restaurants into giving you a salad, which I've often done because you just need it.
1: Tomatoes and lettuce. You yeah. Mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, their version of a salad is just literally tomatoes and cheese like mozzarella yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, this is a salad right like, yeah
0: they give, they give you a, a ziploc bag full of of great basil
2: yeah but, you know, after a
0: while so so you're walking around you're like I, I would suck the devil's dick right now for some night market song
2: absolutely absolutely but there's another place called my two recs would be racioli and this place marigold and marigold is like an it's it's like an a cool la restaurant it's like you can get a, a panzanella salad, which is like breadcrumbs, mm. onions. That's perfect.
1: That's a TJ favorite, actually.
2: Okay. Per- yeah.
0: Okay. So I got marigold right here.
2: Yeah. Marigold's very looking good important because you go there for lunch after a crazy night of just like meaty pastas, pork, and then you go and have a, it's actually, it's like weirdly fresh, but also it's one of the best pasta makers in Rome. And he's kind of doing like a very elevated, but healthy that, that I think is. It wasn't open when we were there, and we were super sad. <laughs> yeah, it looks
0: like they, they they take a they take a month off from from August to September, is what it looks like.
1: Yeah. What is your? But I need to understand. Like I, I'm sure you're pacing yourself, or maybe you're not. But what is your? Yeah. Alcohol intake during the daylight hours.
2: Daylight hours. I I just went to my my new doctor, and you know I'm just <laughs> getting older, and I just want I want to be healthy. Or and she was like, so what's your drinking like? And I was like, "Honestly, <laughs> do you want to know?" She's like, "Yeah." And I told her I drink mostly wine, like maybe a cocktail or an, a Campari spritz if I'm in Italy. But she was so shocked by the amount of glasses, <laughs> like she literally did a gasp, like, and had her mouth open for a long time. I was like, "But no, no." I was like, "No, no, no." It's natural wine. I'm a winemaker. She was like, <laughs> "It's my job, like, no, motherfucker." You're you're out of control. She's like,
0: I don't care yeah. how orange this shit is. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's still, it's still alcohol. alcohol.
2: But you know, there are, it, it is important. Like uh, Italian wines, like if you drink a red wine, it can be up to sixteen percent alcohol, but a light natural wine is on, can be as low as eleven percent. So over t- over time that that actually does add up.
0: I know that from all of my high high altitude IPAs. Yeah so yes. I'm, I'm familiar so with I that. I try to not racers. do a lot of
2: day drinking. A because it's so fucking hot. Um yeah. and, and B like your 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 meals are so long, like you know, your dinners are like three hours in Europe or Italy mm-hmm. in particular. So I just try to hydrate during the day and then get my spritz on and then do many bottles of wine at night. And I, you know, it, day drinking for me personally, it like kind of knocks me out. I feel like I'm blurry the rest of the day. So I personally, I try to like, I'm not the best day drinker. Same, I'm like, yeah.
0: Same for me, but I also kind of like that in a weird yeah,
2: way. Yeah. On vacation, it's, Fun, to just be like, kind of in a dream state. But when you're a professional pasta eater like me, you have to just be responsible. <laughs>
0: sure, 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 sure. Okay, do, are you are you willing to tell us what you told your doctor on your on your wine intake, or is that? I mean, so? it's it's just, just out of curiosity.
2: It's so extreme, but you know, just to give you an example, like I have. But also, you I
0: mean, you literally own a wine company, yeah. so like it truly, you know, it truly yeah. is part of the part of the job.
2: Yeah, I mean, part like my greatest thrill. During And part of your
0: love. One of your loves.
2: Yeah. It's like my pandemic. this pandemic was about I get together with some wine guys. I have different groups of friends, and you know, between four four guys, we could polish off like 14 bottles of wine. Like it's it's pretty Yeah, it's pretty I mean maybe that's a little high, but
0: no 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 no. I mean I've 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 had I've had situations like that. Is this
1: a
2: Guinness book thing
1: or is this like just how you're trying to live?
2: And I'm I'm not even close to some real wine yeah. people you know a lot of people in the business are, have issues I mean definitely yeah. alcoholism but I would imagine, but, um, I would imagine. It, you know my I try to hang with people that are just as passionate as me and it's really about the experience of it's not about getting drunk at all it's really like just experiencing different kinds of wine and talking about it and all that stuff so um but that's that's an extreme case and definitely in quarantine I was like living that life a little too often but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know <laughs> got a pace yourself.
0: Hey man I think uh, pretty much everybody I know like either during quarantine either you just like went full sober not drinking at all or it's like I could go for a piña colada right now it's 2:38 Yeah Absolutely. So I'm I'm glad that you're that you're that you're taking care of the body, yes. visiting the doctor and getting checked up. It's it's all very important as we're getting a little bit older, aren't we?
2: Yeah, I need I was need to I feel like you should have a little health block or something so you're very athletic
1: well look eric I mean, compared just, to chris <laughs> compared yeah to chris eric we're just we're just getting to know each other but let me tell you something he pales in comparison to what i can do on any athletic surface any game any sport
0: yeah but it's different for me because i'm because i'm tall like chris you're you're tall but you know it's people who are, are you know on the upper echelon of height like like eric and i are like It's a lot. Things are a lot different. So, so my blog would be specifically for that, and not just like general interest stuff.
1: I think we have, but I think the NBA players kind of cover that for me. You know what I mean? I don't need to hear from you when I can hear from an actual professional athlete. (laughs) That's just a thought. (laughs) But Eric, Eric, how tall? How tall are
2: you? I'm six seven.
1: Okay, okay. So, so you're you're tall, and TJ, you're six nine. So yeah, you guys are working in a in a different atmosphere than me. The air's different up there. It's definitely different. Eric, do you experience? specific aches and pains related to your height
2: yeah i'm very lucky that i have not had any kind of tall guy issues yet and i think part of that is because i haven't been working myself hard enough you know i just got into like <laughs> i got I mean, into the peloton life and my knees Let's are a go, little bit baby. like holy shit <laughs> but i also play i got this is um exclusive i got into um Uh-oh. g-o-l-f during the um oh <laughs> eric don't say that
1: eric of course you did I
2: know. oh my I god you, you guys are not golf guys
0: at all what is does what the trump course run at palos verdes for 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 a 418 i mean obviously that's where all the deals are made in this business so I, we don't knock you
1: you keep a you keep a script you keep a script next to the big bertha you know it's nothing for you it's, 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 it's nothing it's nothing for you to whip it out it's funny on the course.
2: I, I, I use Big Berthas, by the way, which is really <laughs> the name. The, my, my golf clubs are so like Republican. They're so like my, my wedge is called a Mac Daddy. It's so disgusting. And I I play like the guys I play with are, are my friends. And they're very like super liberal. And there's like annoying friends that will send you CNN articles that you've already read all day long. Like I'm sure you have those people. I, I, yes. it's, it was very hard for me. So i i have a i have a full American flag outfit I wore for my friend's birthday once on the golf course, just to kind of embo- like embody everything that he hates. And it was so annoying for him to, it's so distracting for him to see me putt in that big American flag. <laughs> it was beautiful. Mental.
1: That's mental warfare. I like that. You're you're taking it one yeah. step further than you need to go.
0: Well, what what made you pick up the Pick up the irons because we do have a lot of listeners that that complain because we are more of a tennis forward yeah. podcast as it pertains to sports. And I get DMs all the time about like you know what up with golf? What up with golf? And Chris and I are not against it in any way. We're just you know that's just not yeah. our flavor. And I, a lot of my friend like my brother plays golf all the time. And
1: yeah. I just find it to be more of a game than a sport. You know what I mean? Which is not mm-hmm. that's not taking away. You know that's not. I think the time commitment too. You're looking at four hours oh at least
2: at least
0: sometimes way more yeah two cores lights at lunch yeah you know we're we're dipping into the eight hour range
2: let me break it down for you guys because i'm not you know first of all i i actually do want to get into tennis i I used to play tennis all the time i love it it's on my to-do list but golf it was definitely a quarantine thing where i was losing my mind at home and i needed some sort of activity and some of my friends who are in my world. They're like music managers or cool guys or they're my good friends. Mm -hmm. They got into it. They invited me out and you are, you're outside hanging around, driving around in nature, seeing deer. It was, it's like kind of beautiful you look at it that way even if you drive the golf cart there's tons of walking like you still walk five or six miles yeah for me i wasn't doing that at all so i was i lost like 10 pounds in the last three months oh
1: shit that's good right yeah yeah yeah.
2: you know you are drinking beers and (laughs) and a hot dog here and there but like for me three days a week of like this constant and it's like it's it's a lot of like Friend time you know it's 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 really it's like hanging out with your guys for a night it's
0: the fo- the phones are in the pocket yeah you know and we're having a little and and also you know
2: yeah
0: you know people will use golf as a, you know a timeless trope of like a uh, get away from the ball and chain yeah yeah hang out with the fellas type of thing and there is i think that there's also a lot of truth to that where sometimes we need to set up those those boundaries to where we have our our time with our males and, you know, maybe our partners, if they are our our males, our males to spend some time with, with people of their own sex. It's, I think it's, it's unhealthy to
1: deprive somebody of that. That's what the sauna is for. Jason.
0: Well, you know, sauna, you're you're in and out in a half an hour that if you're a Joe Rogan level, sometimes you're only doing for <laughs> minutes. it's not enough
1: bro time. I thought this Eric, I thought this was more of a thing for you to kind of bring out the Hummer golf card and, and get, you know, make sure it's still running. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know <laughs> if you're actually even hitting balls. I'm so into all the technology. I want to get a little home set
2: up like this like golf simulator. I'm really, 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 truly obsessed i take lessons every week i'm a nice. fully psychotically obsessed and my i told my my good buddy john c riley he saw i sent him a picture of me golfing and he called me he's like listen dude i'm it's okay it's okay to golf but never promote this on social media this is such <laughs> a toxic sport and it's so bad for the it's so bad for the environment he's like just don't and I was like, all right, I totally. So I haven't. I've like kind of left. I talk about it here and there, but that's for
0: that's for friends friends only.
2: That's for, yeah. that's, the,
0: that's for the green the green Instagram stories.
2: It is so funny how polarizing it is, and how there is a really gross community of people that, that do it. But it's also like me and my friends. Yeah. We, we have a we we have a blast. It's it's amazing.
0: And also, if, you know, when you go to the driving range, especially the ones where the balls pop out one after another you spend an hour or even 45 minutes just hitting balls like your arms and your shoulders yeah. are you f- you feel it
2: yeah so that was my my whole point when we were talking about like tall guy aches of pain pains so there are definitely some like pains associated with golf that I feel like because I am tall I need to like work my core more to like you just have to like be more in shape to be a good golfer and I'm not so I'm, it's like by by playing golf it wants me to get on the peloton more and just do an overall like
1: upgrade. So I don't
0: know. When Tiger hit the weight room, his handicap improved, didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it prevents injuries.
1: Yeah, if you hit the weight room and you're on oxies, you're gonna see some gains. And, and I think we learned that. <laughs> we we learn we learned that from Tiger. Well, who's your uh, Eric? Who's yeah. your favorite? Peloton instructor.
2: I have this this one woman. I think oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. I think it's Angela. She's just really badass, and she plays a lot of techno, which I love to work out to. It's like, mm. yeah, she's like. I listened to like what when I didn't have a bike, I would just work out to like Chemical Brothers or some just the same songs over mm. and over again. Interesting, just because it gets me pumped. Yeah, I just I love it like super jacked on eleven. Kind of also the Peloton thing is like. I realized that someone just telling you what to do, like, and it just takes my, like, she just takes over me mentally. And I like that. I'm like, I need that to go to work out. I can't really do it on my own. I need someone to be yelling at me nonstop. Mm -hmm. It's good.
0: Like so many of us. (laughs) Obviously, you know, we know you from all of your. All of your exploits and, and content creations over the years, but the newest thing on the docket is your cookbook. When when is that coming out? Cookbook
2: drops September twenty first.
0: We got the we got the low resolution PDF hitting the email yeah. box <laughs> inbox today. So, I was at physical therapy, so I haven't had a chance to browse through it, but um, you know, I obviously have read a lot of cookbooks in my day. Yeah. What what do you think separates your book from from other cookbooks other than your unique tone and voice yeah
2: i mean i think it's it's just everything you want to cook done the right way i like f- i focused I like really tested a lot of these recipes hundreds of times. And I'll also like professional testers test all these recipes, but it's, it's like, it's a book that I wish I had 10 years ago when I started cooking or 15 years ago, where I wanted to know what's the best way to make a pizza dough? How do you make a beef bourguignon? Like there's some elevated things and there's some simple things, but it's, it's really across the board. It's, it's everything you want to do to like kind of live my lifestyle. There's tons of, tons of info on wine and. You know, ten cocktails you need to know how to make, but then there's also like leite de Tigre. It's pretty much everything I love, mm-hmm. done in a simple way. But it's also also I feel like the book is kind of an art piece. It's, it's it looks really good. and It's pretty funny, and it's even if you don't cook, it's it's something that I I just I work my ass off on making it cool.
0: Right? Yeah, because a lot of a lot of you know, quote unquote, celebrity cookbooks, you know, or like cookbooks by people who aren't professional chefs in restaurants for 20 years or whatever yeah you know you kind of feel like oh you know it's just a bunch of recipes that somebody else wrote exactly you know they hired a copywriter to write all the stuff and yeah i feel like for you you're so a part of like the food world and you respect it so much that you would really maybe almost put too much thought into into this cookbook or it's really important to you
2: yeah Uh, yeah exactly and it's a similar kind of experience when i started my wine label las harris a couple years ago it's it's like the battle is oh it's a celebrity wine this guy's a comedian what does he know and so it's it was amazing challenge to like blow people's minds with that and same with the cookbook i i take it so you know like you came over for pizzas one night like yeah i take it really seriously it's it's also very fun but it's it's like even in comedy we take comedy so seriously when we um When Tim and I make stuff, or I make stuff with the Z's, we like go way beyond to to make it over the top good. Because why not? I mean, life is short. You gotta like make good shit. Because you and anyone can sniff out, you know, the garbage. So I'm excited to see what people think of this.
0: Yeah, that's actually a concept that I I find kind of fascinating, or I've noticed before of like the these types of creative arts could be considered the the art form of maybe like a more lazy person you know like comedy or cooking you know like uh you know like a a a drug addict line cook or just a degenerate stand up comedian or whatever but then every part of their life could be maybe falling apart or not taken with enough seriousness or reverence and then this one thing that they do cooking or comedy or whatever it is they put you know, two hundred percent into it or whatever, like, yeah, I don't like, what do you think the psychology behind that might be?
2: Definitely, with comedy, I think a lot of people are like super duper talented at like telling jokes, and then the rest of their life is shit. and you can live like that. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not healthy, but and and mm-hmm. you know and it it's it's also like musicians, like some musicians can play and they're fucking great, but can they screen print a t-shirt? Probably not. you know, so mm-hmm. it's I, i've I've come from more. <laughs> growing up in the punk and hardcore scene i just grew, grew up having a small i think a small amount of talent but like a lot of kind of enthusiasm and like motivation mm-hmm. to like make it and make it good i think that's like part of where i fall in the line of you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do a book mm-hmm. it's just gonna be so over the top you know the rest of these are gonna be great but you know i i feel like there's two different kinds of talent out there, and the people I associate myself with, like Tim Heidecker and Zayn Sari, and my my winemaker partner Joel Bird, like these guys are the same breed. They're like, I mean, they're they're way more talented than me, than me, but they have this other thing, this like motivation and this like psychoticness to get it done in the most pure way. You know, that is like the thing that attracts me to all those people. And, you know, like if you're going to put out a wine, let's make it the best wine. And if it doesn't get there, we don't put it out. Like that's really Mm -hmm. where we're at with, um,
1: like our production levels with the wine. Like how many, what are we offering? Like how many, you know, like what's on sale and what's in the pipeline? And like, what's the, what's the process from, from, from grape to bottle? You know,
2: (laughs) yeah, we're, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's been like the coolest. I mean, from my, all my, like you thinking that I live in Italy uh, and Europe, which I love. But a lot of it is like, it is that passion of like being out there, being in the vineyards. I was working with my partner on Monday, right outside of Yosemite. We have a vineyard called Love Ranch. It's like this very unique property that makes really cool
1: roan right? I love that ne- Netflix show. That sounds really great. Love Ranch. It's on.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'll, I'll make sure to check that out.
2: Prostitutes and wine. They're there. Um-
0: Twelve cowboys enter, one <laughs> leaves.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like we have Las Harris makes a lot of amazing kind of fine wines or Pinot Noir, Chardonnays, things that you should age and drink with your lover and talk about life and contemplate the universe. And then we have some fun wines that are more like <laughs> your summer roses and rosatos. And then we just started a new label called Waves Wines with Jen Stark, who's an amazing artist friend. And it's, it, that's our like canned wines and more like, we're going to the beach, we're going to the pool, but there's still the best natural wines you can get. Like, we don't compromise the quality. So, that's kind of our, like, where we're at. And there's there's tons of wine available, like, in your wine shops and on our website right now. And in the book, too, you know, I tell you what wines you pair with fried chicken
1: and all that kind of stuff. Important stuff. <laughs> very, very <clears throat> information I cannot get from anyone else. Is the, um, is the it, it, or have you found the distribution part i mean how, how I, I know you're probably not that involved in that but yeah is that side of it interest you at all or is it like i want to make the wine you guys figure out how to sell this shit
2: yeah it's i mean it to be honest it's such a nightmare i'm i'm very part like i my part of the company you know i like design all the labels with all of my artist artist friends i kind of design what the style of the wine's going to be Joel makes it and then the distribution the distribution part I kind of started just because I knew most of the cool restaurants in the country and yeah. in the UK and Sydney mm-hmm. like so I started the kind of like just planting the seed But then you have to get individual fucking licenses for every state and every country. It's such a nightmare. You know what I mean? It's not like you can, it's not like on a federal level, you can have one wine license sell to Texas and and Florida and Pennsylvania. It's like every state has their own distributor. And then these people are like, sometimes they're amazing, but oftentimes it's just some piece of shit that is going from (laughs) bar to bar with your baby and selling it. And I'm like, what? You know, I I just, I've heard horror stories of like how people present our work and I'm so, I'm so passionate about it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? But you know, I can't go, I can't go to every restaurant, Yeah, but it's just part of the, it's part of the game and it's this old archaic way of doing business and we just have to kind of. We run with it and what we focus on is our direct sales. Like if you love our wine, you can become a wine club member and we'll send it to your house. Like that's where we want to be because we own every, like we own your, the experience is like right from our hands, yeah. which as soon as you get into a restaurant, who, fucking knows what they're gonna do like sometimes they treat with respect other times they're like we'll pour this by the glass and put some fucking coloring i don't know they don't do that but that would that would be my nightmare
0: they're they're gonna mix it with matcha and turn it into yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh no, but that part of it that part of it is really interesting cuz I I think we learned that with our coffee a little bit that we made it's like this distribution shit is a nightmare. This is like a full-time oh fucking yeah. job and like it just feels like the whole thing is some scammer shit to me a little bit. Yeah. Which I usually like. Yeah.
0: The whole alcohol world and, you know, shelf politics and and yeah. all that stuff with dis- with distributors and greasing the palms to get the right placement in the right places. How could you not want to switch to just direct to consumer? Yeah, you know, I know. Especially since the subscription model is what everyone is saying. Yeah, you know, is sort of the future of sales.
2: Yeah, I think. Have you? Did you guys get a distributor like a, a like a, a US kind of person to
1: help you? We haven't yet. We've talked about it, but the ins and outs of it seem. I mean, it's not so crazy, but it's like regional, like you're saying. It's like. You can't yeah. just hire one guy. It's like you gotta have a guy that goes into fucking bodegas in Bushwick, and then you know. another guy. You know, I don't, I don't. It just seems really complicated. But I, I think there is value to having the product out in the world beyond subscription or beyond direct to consumer, from just a marketing standpoint.
0: Yeah, it's always, it's always yeah, it's always nice to just be able to walk into a shop and grab your favorite bottle of wine because yeah. you wanted that night or whatever. But we we experienced the 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 bulk of our sales. From from online orders for sure because there's so many places in you know in all the corners of the world that yeah. don't sell your wine or or wouldn't sell our coffee.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Do you, does coffee have like any kind of
1: restrictions like alcohol does or it,
2: can you just sell it anywhere
1: Doesn't really have too many not that I know of now yeah. I think you've picked one of the harder you know what I mean I think that alcohol is I know I Well know. also
0: it's harder because the profit margins and the, the you know the possibility to make mm-hmm. a lot of money with alcohol sales is is there so you know they it's that's a practice that they kind of want to keep guarded because those yeah. those people who have been able to make a fortune off of alcohol sales want to keep it that way.
1: I know you're just angling to have Anheuser-Busch St. Louis, Missouri come in and scoop this thing up.
2: Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> that would be a nightmare, but you know, someday it would be nice to get a bigger par- a bigger partner, you know. I think that would be great especially for the Waves wine. I think we're going to look at that as a little bit more like we need some help trying to get it to to cool places and um
0: well we have a lot of angel we have a lot of angels listening right now and i'm sure you know
1: investors
2: yeah just i'll give you my venmo just send it direct (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's a there's
1: a there's a limit but if you just do it every day for a month we'll probably figure it out it's fine if you just yeah (laughs) all right we have a sparkling
2: wine that is like very almost like champagne it's like it's a really beautiful pet nat. we're shooting a commercial for it this week i wrote a song called spray that booty with
1: uh, <laughs> with a, god damn emil it haney uh, yes friend of the show friend of the show emil haney
2: oh good and he um mm-hmm. and t-pain did a verse on it and it's all about like <laughs> spraying champagne on beautiful booties. And we're actually shooting it like a nineties rap video this week. And it's so funny. It's like, <laughs> I-, I love it. I just want to take the world of like wine and alcohol and kind of shake it up a little bit and have some fun.
1: Where-, where is that commercial? Where where are we buying spots during the bachelor? Like where can we yeah. see
0: <laughs> this- <laughs> That's a yeah. good question, Chris.
2: You know, I'm, I think we're going to take the angle of like, it's not going to, the songs just going to be this fun thing that we're going to put on Instagram and and maybe YouTube or something but it's not going to be like a Spotify thing it's, it's just going to be online it's not x rated but it's definitely kind of PG13 just like
0: it has some adult themes yeah it sounds like you might be tapping into a little bit of the TikTok metaverse is, is that safe to say i mean we want to make something tick tockable i
2: tried to get in the tick tock universe it's really funny and i just ended up starting to make fun of tick tock like in my videos but yeah it's something i'm trying to do it's just my head is not i haven't figured it out but no i think it's just like we have it's just fun to play with the format of like no one in the natural wine community is having that much
1: fun no they're they're serious
2: this to us wine is about celebration it's about like sex it's about fun it's about, it's about all that stuff so why not like
0: why not make it sexy and fun
2: yeah it's gonna yeah, you
1: guys are gonna like it
0: i'm getting thirsty eric
1: what was the process of getting uh tallahassee Payne on the track
2: <laughs> he was <laughs> he was a huge fan of mine in the adult swim world um okay. when i was making shows there and whenever i would visit adult swim they're like they're centered there T-Pain would take us out because he knew I was booty obsessed through all of my other, (laughs) all of my other music videos, like, um, bubble butt and all that stuff. So he would take me to the clubs and be like, here's the real shit. Here's the real Atlanta shit. And it was like just mind blowing. Like he's, it was just amazing. So recently I was on his podcast talking about whatever. And then this was just a fun idea. We've always wanted to work together and we were like, how do we do it? i think this was the easiest way to like send him a beat he did the f- the verse is so sick and um yeah so that's we're just friends
0: so he so he's like let me show you my version of skin contact yeah <laughs> what strip clubs did you go to do you remember
2: we yeah i mean uh at, onyx was like his strip there club. We go. i don't, I there don't we know go. If he, i don't know if he invested in it or not but like it, you know we walked in And, you know, the DJ was like, is like motherfucking T-Pain's in the house. And the whole place Mm -hmm. erupts. Like it's a concert. Like we were just walking to like the (laughs) VIP area, but like he kind of owned it. He also had his own chicken wings there that no one else got just like T-Pain. And he like, it was just amazing. (laughs) You know, like really? Yeah.
0: Proprietary sauce blend.
2: Yeah. He was just like, but he's so sweet too. He's not like bragging about any of this stuff. He's just like, here's, here's a thousand dollars. Have fun. And mm-hmm. later, later, chicken wings are coming out. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and all the dancers loved him. You know, he's just like a – and he – bring. you know, we were with his wife. And it was like a mixed group. It's like in Atlanta, strip clubs are more – it's a more fun kind of like all-inclusive thing versus some cities that are a little bit more naughty. But, um, yeah, it was just like very <laughs> in, inspiring awesome.
0: That's what I like about T-Pain. He's, he's kind of a nerdy guy at heart. Yeah. You know, and he's a he's a good, sweet person, but he does have an appreciation for, you know, the finer things in life and the larger asses in, in <laughs> yeah. life. And there's yeah. and, and the fact that he's able to uh, celebrate that in a healthy way, I think is really really good for the future of mankind.
1: Yes. I I, I, totally I agree like with the, him, really. I like the resurgence of T Pain though. In the last like year, I feel like he's really gotten his um I feel like people mm. are kind of I mean it's partly because of the You know, the Netflix stuff, the Ronson show, but I I think in general, people are kind of like, damn, this guy really was the soundtrack to our lives, like, as far as pop radio goes, for like, for like a long stretch, like a long stretch, and the, and the tale goes even further if you think about what he actually influenced, like, beyond his, his actual music, um, so it's not, its nice to see, you know. I mean, I think it's—it's—he uh he yeah. really did do do something, you know. Absolutely,
0: what he's done for the gaming community.
2: He does ev- so much. Like I don't even understand how he has so much output. You know what I mean? He's just like—I think he loves the gaming thing because he really loves his kids, and they're into it, and. He's just like an all-round, like very talented, very sweet guy. So, well,
0: Eric, let's let's talk food trends. I, that's something that yes. I feel like you're you're aware of. I know that you know. I'm there's. We were talking about milk earlier, having a resurgence, <laughs> even though we're not going to talk about that anymore. What do you think? I think that right now figs are kind of having a moment. Figs seem to be yeah. the new backgammon uh, <laughs> in, in terms of Instagrammable activities to do in Miconos. Have a nice bowl of figs. What do you, what are you what are you <laughs> seeing out there?
2: Um, in general, or, or on figs? I mean, I love. I have a recipe in my <laughs> in my book of like figs and um peaches with like a balsamic drizzle oh forget about sure, it sure sure sure. Uh, forget about it stop stop you're fucking kidding me right now i'm um i'm just so happy certain trends are gone like i'm so glad i don't see broccolini and and oh. and fried <laughs> fried cauliflower on every menu anymore you know when like five years ago it was like you could not have not have like some cauliflower to, even though i like both of those things they just felt so trendy and everyone did it so bad.
0: I'm with you on I don't that, know. Right? I don't
2: know what's cool. I mean, there's like a huge pizza thing happening in LA, which I'm super stoked about. Um, it seems like people are finally taking pizza seriously on a larger scale. Like there's a lot of great people that are doing good doughs and natural mm-hmm. ingredients. So like I'm way into that trend, but if that's a trend, I'm... On board.
0: The last time I came over to your house, we did a pizza party, and yeah, you guys take you guys take it very seriously over there as well. And but you were just making pizzas out of your your standard kitchen oven, which I was surprised how how good of a result you were able to yield. But you got you got a new oven, a new pizza oven at the crib, right?
2: Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the book, I have you're working
0: with a monster.
2: Yeah, I have the recipe that you had. I made for the book that is made for your home oven. And you literally have to work the dough in a certain way to make it operate in an oven that only gets up to 500 degrees. It's it's like mm-hmm. specific for everybody. Yeah. But I just got this insane, it's called a Gosney dome and it's this amazing <laughs> shit inventor guy that he also did the rock box. You've probably heard of it. It's like an outdoor propane oven. That's really really high quality. But this new Gosney dome is like, you know, he just works with really beautiful, amazing artists to to make this thing. Like you just look, I just want to go hang out with it. That's how beautiful it is. It's like this big white (laughs) pizza dome and you literally turn it on with a flick of a, you know, it's just, it's just everything I wanted because, you know, being outside in the summer, especially in the pandemic, cooking outside with your friends is so it's so good i'm very i think the whole like propane oven thing is unbelievable Mm -hmm. it it takes a little work to make your own dough but once you do it once it's like you're you feel like that's another big part of the book is like the feeling of like i could do this like oh my god i actually did this i made a pizza Mm -hmm. and that feeling to me was is like it was so much of the game of like you know when i see when you cook a lot of stuff on instagram it's like i'm sure you have the same feeling of like damn i just nailed this thing that you know mm-hmm. that I don't need to go out and wait in lines anymore to like get it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a blessing and a curse that that my partner and I talk about sometimes. Of like, once you cook at home all the time and you have access to you know you go to cookbook, you go to the farmers market, you go to Epicurious, gourmet, you get all the you know yeah. better ingredients than most of these restaurants are getting. Access to you know the best produce, arguably on planet Earth. Yeah, and you you know you learn some techniques and some methods, and you're like fuck, like I. Like why and you start looking at like restaurant prices and you're like shh like I know. I okay, know
1: okay, you know? all right, well all right. And that's once, not meant to be a
0: brag, Chris, okay. but once
1: you once you get some banquettes in there, let me know. Okay. Once you get a nice <laughs> once you get a nice maitre D at the front door, then we can talk, okay? Do you cook, Chris, or no? Mm. I don't cook at all. I don't have I'm at my apartment in New York right now, I'm not exaggerating. I don't have a pan or a pot.
2: Are you a gourmand? You do enjoy the occasional nice food mm-hmm. here and there. i
1: enjoy oh, yeah. I, I do uh, quite quite often but i i think i and we've uncovered this in jason and i's long-standing friendship and this podcast i'm more of like a restaurant guy than a food guy you know what i mean yeah uh, that sometimes makes jason upset because you know i just want to go to mr chow and he he's like this is bad and i'm like but it's good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what you mean it's great this place is mr. amazing chow
2: is not it's not good it's I'm sorry. We tried again the other day. I, I want it I love the vibe, but
1: one of the best vibes. But
0: like so many of those restaurants Chris and I were talking about it last week of like I more look for a restaurant like when it's time to go to a restaurant, I'm more like do they have nice, comfy booths? Are the servers yes. like cool and nice and can you know, or do they have a good wine list or can they make a good martini? Totally. And at that point, that's all I really care about because I'm I'm there to Hang out, get a buzz going, yeah, you know, gossip with my friends, put on a nice outfit. You know, maybe that's more for you guys than me, but you know, something like that, a po- and then I'll just get a burger and fries and be happy. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. Versus like, let me try this Branzino that's fifty eight dollars that is surely going to let me down.
1: Yeah. I think you guys know too much. I
0: know I can go to Fish King and buy a Branzino for for nine dollars. Grill it in my backyard; it'll it'll taste yeah. so much better.
2: We could talk about New York versus LA all day about this, but I'm I have two questions. First, I want to know where you're going to go, Jason, when you go when you have your few days. I'm going in a, in a I'm going soon too, and I already have my list done. But I had the worst LA experience last night. I like haven't been going to a lot of restaurants. Been quarantining. Been cooking. We decided to go out, and this is just an, a, an example of a horrible experience that you know versus new york which sometimes you you most time don't get this went to order a martini and this (laughs) the 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 bartender first she calls me honey buns which normally i would i would love i'm not seeing
1: an issue i'm not seeing an issue here yeah
2: no no you you hear me out like if i'm in the south being called honey buns it's great it's a thing it's appropriate but Mm -hmm. she's like honey bun what do you want and then she comes back she's like um she's like my love what did you what kind of gin did you say? And I'm like, I've already told her three times. Like and then she comes back, she's like, <laughs> sugar baby, um, and I was like, Are you kidding me? You just like she ruined honey buns. I was like, all right, you're on the maybe you can get away with that. But then she called me four pet names by the end of this martini, and I was so upset. Because it was so disingenuous. You know, it had nothing to do with her actually yeah. wanting to make me feel good. It was just this horrible L.A. actor disgustingness. I literally wanted to walk out.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get a honey bun if it's from, you know, behind some dead eyes.
2: Uh, yeah. No point. It's really interesting. I, but I'm with you. I, I just, when I go out, I want that feeling of like, ah, I want to get like a, that hug or not a hug, but almost like welcome to my place. Here's a nice comfortable thing. I'm going to give you a great experience. Sometimes the food doesn't even matter. I, I I'm like I sometimes will just go for the vibe. Yeah. But um, it's it's hard. It's re- it's really a difficult challenge nowadays.
0: Well, you could tell me what restaurant that was when we were off. There.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was one. I was going. I was going into it being like this is gonna suck, and it did suck, and it was you know whatever.
0: I didn't know they had martinis at all time.
2: <laughs> no, they just no. Oh, they okay. Had, okay. It's a wine. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to play play guest this place, but we should not do that.
0: No, we should not do. Well, that's that's something that I've <laughs> I've thought about in my life as uh, as I've gotten older, and uh, you know, obviously not as famous as you are, but you know, a, a little bit of of recognition in the food world in L.A. about how I used to be so open about you know maybe publicly talking shit on restaurants. Yeah, and I think as as the years have ticked on, I've realized that it's just kind of a cruel thing to do yes that doesn't really benefit anyone and it's it's uh, i still haven't given up on trying to figure out how to openly talk shit on restaurants but yeah quarantine really threw a wrench in that operation for me you know it was hard yeah. enough to, for them to just stay in business when they're good let alone when they're bad so
2: yeah i agree
0: if you find a way to do it let me know and vice versa
2: my thing is i, I post a lot of on my instagram and i only post places i love like the the idea of putting more negativity into the world and you're right it's so hard for people just to maintain i I just feel like it's it's not a good idea although Uh. i sat down and i started to write (laughs) i've started to write letters to different places being like it's you're you're horrible but here's how you can change you know what i mean but then i'm like oh even that is like
0: no i like where i like where your head's at because i I think criticism done in the right way can be the difference between a you know a restaurant surviving you know by changing the air of their ways yeah and if if nobody tells you you guys are fucking up then you're gonna keep fucking up until you're selling your ovens on craigslist because you went out of business (laughs) so i think but then you know halfway through your your letter to the owner of whatever you're like what the fuck am i doing here yeah i
2: know it's, it's just, yeah, it's like how much time do you want to waste on that or just kind of pivot and go somewhere else?
0: All right, Eric. Well, what is, what is one recipe that you would prescribe to us you know, maybe one for me, one for Chris. So Chris is a novice. A a vegan vegetarian, wellness, health food, fitness freak who mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't eat any food except for gallons of water and go macro bars. <laughs> so what's a recipe you would you would suggest for him? And then, you know, you already know me. Yeah. Expert Super taster, uh, the list goes on. So what,
1: you know, <laughs> all right. How would you work that out? Genius. You know, I, I need to consider all the factors.
2: We'll start with Chris. Uh, in the book, I have a whole uh, chapter called Green Foods. And, um, you know, most of it's vegetarian. The uh, the first recipe is this crudité platter, and there's a story about a Marilyn Manson party that I went to in the book, <laughs> and and it deals with crudité. It's like it's, a, it's <laughs> I mean. amazing. It's a long, long story, so you gotta buy the book. But that's what I would get for Chris: the the, the art of buying some beautiful farmers market mm-hmm. veggies, chopping them up, making a couple dippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a crazy thing. Like that's that, what that, kind
0: of dip is there? Are we doing Green Goddess? What's going on here? I'm
2: doing I uh, I do like well, it's not vegan, but I do like a little uh, sour cream dip. So I do like chives and
0: a straight sour cream. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I do like,
2: well, this, this one that I call dill dipper. It's like Greek yogurt, flat leaf parsley. Mm-hmm. That's a fun uh, name. Dill sumac. Yeah. Everything in the book has a little okay. cute names there, but also just, I mean, a little olive oil and salt on, on like, a
1: radish, forget about oh, it. Oh, a You're heaven. I, no, this is this is up my street. I love a vegetable. I want to feel like I'm an animal. You know what I mean? Eating yeah. just from the from the earth, sustaining yeah. on only what I can get from the earth. Dude, me too.
0: Yeah, for for people like us who maybe once it's time to when, like when you're placed in front of a large bowl of snackers, yeah, your your brain kind of shuts off and you just keep shoveling whatever it is into your mouth. again yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you guys can relate, but I'm guessing maybe. So yes. better to be some enve spears than yeah. yes. you know than onion dip and, and, and wavy lace.
2: Yeah. that's so why I put it in there. I'm just like, I, I'm just a freak for it, especially like, um, the steakhouse when you get like, even if, if it's kind of funny, chopped up carrots and, and like a, uh, like a blue cheese dressing on down. Oh, yeah. So for you, Jason, I'm going to, I'm going to prescribe you. I have a ceviche with leche de tigre, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is your Peruvian ceviche. I just feel like it's still hot summer. It's mm-hmm. nice. White fish there's a couple ingredients you got to go to either a Mexican market or because there's really no Peruvian markets, so but like the, the corn elements you'll need there and a chili, mm-hmm. but it's just a simple ceviche that I learned from my trips, my travels in in Miami. I have a lot of, there's a lot of Miami transplants that I'm friends with out here. And we always mm-hmm. have this. And the the, 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 the actual broth is so energizing. And oftentimes in Miami, you'll do a shot of it as like, an, like a Ooh. like a power-up or an app or I like that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's cool yeah it's like a lot of lime a lot of like chili cilantro it's just like a super fresh crazy thing that i was like super intimidated It's like how am i gonna make a ceviche like that seems like something i cannot do but i i, I have a some proving mm-hmm. friends that we kind of like reverse engineered this recipe and it's it's amazing
0: uh, it's like a little like the hominy corn and, yes. and maybe like a habanero type of thing or scotch bonnet yeah
2: like you can do yeah you can get the hominy corn you can even get um like corn nuts like there's two kinds of Ooh. corn like the hominy and the it's like called gancha the the peruvian style but you can also use corn nuts. it's just heat it up it's amazing
0: do you know that one peruvian sauce that's made out of like mayonnaise and and yellow peppers? yes it's so God, I yeah love that.
2: that and also their greens uh, hot sauce is just like unbelievable mm. like it's like i love those flavors
0: well thank you for potting with us yeah Eric, thanks for Alec. having me You're back to the links
2: this was awesome
0: so you said September 22nd is that when the book comes yeah, out? Yeah,
2: September 21st, Foodheim.
1: 21st. Okay.
0: Foodheim, we could maybe we can pre-or- pre-order online or something like that?
2: Oh, definitely. Go to Amazon, just click pre-order. Have it ready to, um, you're going to love it. You're going to cook every recipe, I think.
1: Big talk. You, <laughs> right, getting, getting Jason to pull the Allison Roman cookbook out of the kitchen is going to be tough, but I think you're the man for the job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the new Bible. It's new, uh, food Bible. For
1: you. Yeah. Molly Baz. Right. Who? Thank you, Eric. Yeah. All right. Guys. Later. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>